true north is a process of shedding and starting to do the healing work that allows you to not be in that survival mode, not just be adapting, but truly connected to that essence of who you are, which is unique to you. And it's your birthright to be able to shine from that place. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. This episode is for you if you want to not only live life, but live a radiant life. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to this episode where I'm joined by my guest, Kate King. Kate is a licensed professional counselor, board certified art therapist, radiant life coach, published author, professional artist, and creative entrepreneur. Her new book is out, and it's called The Radiant Life Project. Awaken your purpose, heal your past, and transform your future. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you. So happy to be here with you. Kate and I really vibe on a level that we want you to live your best life. I call it the epic life. She calls it the radiant life. So let's go back and tell us your story of founding the Radiant Life Project. Tell us about that kind of life. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't always known a radiant life for a really long time. I was operating in a trauma response and just living with a really low, dim inner pilot light that had me kind of operating on autopilot in my relationships, in my work, even in the way that I connected with my loved ones and myself. And it landed me in a really deep state of burnout where I had an opportunity to take a sabbatical from work and do a deep self-reflection. And during that time, I asked myself, what's missing? What's wrong? Why am I behaving this way? Why on my growth journey am I being faced with this burnout? And because I walk this talk and I practice everything I teach, I did a really deep inner transformational process with myself during that time. And I was able to really get honest about places in my life where I wasn't showing up authentically, where I wasn't operating with the highest integrity And I was able to rectify those situations, make some massive changes as well as some little tweaks and pivots. And it was during that time that the Radiant Life Project kind of channeled down from somewhere else, some higher self place through me and into this book that I created, which is really a masterclass how-to manual on how to illuminate your life from the inside out and live with your inner pilot light roaring with brilliance instead of just sort of squeaking by trying to get through each day. Yeah. And because of society, because of peer pressure and so many reasons, right? Like you talked about trauma or family, we have become guided by who we think we're supposed to be rather than who we actually are. And I know you talk about the true North. Like Mm -hmm. I also believe that we all have a true North. So tell us more about that. Absolutely. So I believe that inside of each of us, there's an essential self. And that is the consciousness of who we are. It's who we came into this world to be. And as we move through life, we come into different experiences and relationships and traumas and all kinds of things that derail us and 
teach us how we need to adapt in order to survive, to earn belonging, to earn love. And so coming back into contact with true north is a process of shedding all of that and starting to do the healing work that allows you to not be in that survival mode, not just be adapting, but truly connected to that essence of who you are, which is unique to you. And it's your birthright to be able to shine from that place. So if you're living under an autopilot setting or under the expectations of other people, you're sort of operating by their true north, assuming that that's even where they're connected to, and you're not connecting to your own. So this work is really about finding your own true north and learning how to trust it in a connection of mind and body so that you can source from your internal self and have a deep sense of trust with the decisions that present and how you choose to navigate them in your day-to-day life in large ways and small. Yeah, I definitely believe all our true north is there, like our well of wisdom is there. Sometimes it's just covered up, but I think it becomes really tricky. Like sometimes we're not sure if it's a tricky alignment or if it's a real alignment. What's your perspective on that? Yes. So that's where trust comes in. If you don't trust yourself and if you don't have a deep connection with your own true north, you will be very malleable, very influenceable. People will be able to sort of play with your mind and convince you into things that later on you wonder, why did I do that? Or wow, that felt really disingenuous to me. So I think it's really about identifying the edges between what's mine and what's not mine, who I am and who I'm not. And that can be as simple as just starting in your journal with lists of like, what do I know for sure about me and who I am and what I care about? And even if it's a list of five things, like I love nature or writing is a good expressive medium for me, or I'm attracted to this specific type of friend, those are things you know for sure. And those can be like anchors that help to connect you to your true north. And as long as you're anchored in the things that feel like a true full body, yes. And that includes body sensations of lightness or joy or sort of excitement and good butterflies. And it helps you move towards that yes. And away from the heaviness or like the lethargy or fatigue that might come with a full body no, then you can pivot in new ways and you can find more of those anchors that you know for sure are a yes for you and are pointing you toward north. Beautifully said. I think we all have to have our anchoring methodologies and it could be different for some of us, right? What do you do to keep yourself grounded? Because only when we are grounded and anchored can we have the energy and availability to trust ourselves. For sure. So I don't think you can be anchored if you're not embodied, which means really present in your body with the sensations and the experience of the moment. And that doesn't mean that your mind can't be sort of operating in tandem with the body. That's the ideal, right? Is that we have a mind, body, heart, soul alignment. But at the very least, we need the mind and body to be bridged. Because if you're only operating from the mind, like so many people in Western society do, then you're not connected when your body is saying no or feeling tense or if you have insomnia at night and you can't rest, your nervous system is a wreck, right? That would be your body communicating no. And the body doesn't know how to lie. Like the mind, it can kind of spin stories and narratives that can get you confused, but the body doesn't do that. So when you're grounded in your body and you can feel 
those no sensations, whether it's tightness or exhaustion or any of these things, then you're much more likely to be able to pivot in those little situations to come back into that grounded experience. And so, so many people use nature for grounding and even just taking off your shoes and socks and going and standing in the grass or the dirt There are other good sensory experiences that can bring you into embodiment using your sense of smell by lighting a candle or using essential oils, using taste by eating something sour or spicy. Even just holding an ice cube for 10 seconds can really bring you back into your body and help with grounding. Yes, yes. And I talk about really taking the time to make reflections and journals and all that stuff. In my teaching, for you, how do you have your client connect with themselves, their innermost self, what type of thought provoking questions do you ask your clients? Mm, Well, I offer art therapy as one option. And so even if someone doesn't identify as an artist, which so many people don't, and you don't need to be an artist to be expressive, we're all born expressive. So I like to offer people art as a medium to just begin with and just taking the pressure off that it needs to be beautiful or frameable, just thinking of it as expressive. So I might ask someone the question of, if you could just choose a color that represents what it's like to be you right now, what would that be? And if that color could make a line that feels like your mood? Would it be sharp and jagged? Would it be smooth and flowing? And then they start to get into sort of that tool set of how to use art. You can do the same with writing too. It can just be choose one word that identifies what it's like to be you right now. And you start with that one word and then maybe the prompt would be Go with some free-flowing creative expression. Don't lift your pen from the page for two minutes and just write with that word as your prompt. Things like that. Just starting very simple and then allowing people to build. Mm, Yes, so much is in that. I love art myself. We are all creatives. As long as you open your eyes, you are creating your day. You're creating your life. You're creative and you are creating art. So you can Mm -hmm. totally do that. Absolutely. And if someone identifies as being more musical, they can do it with sound, with their voice. They can just start humming a tune that represents how they feel in that moment. If it's low, if it's high, if it feels like broken beats or steady, that can really just start to connect you with this moment and how I am existing within it. So it can be visual, auditory, experiential in any real way. Awesome. So we're adding these little habits and these little habits add up to your radiant life. Also, I think we need to identify and really heal the unhealthy habits, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you identify unhealthy or, you know, even generational patterns from your life? Well, most people can tell you right off the bat, what's not working for them. And it's likely what brought them into therapy or coaching in the first place. So if you just say what in your life is not working for you or in what experiences of your life do you feel most negative or least lit up, people will probably have a good sense for where to begin. And when it comes to generational patterns, I think it's easy to look through the ancestry and the family system. And I can just ask somebody, what's something that your family does that you notice you do as well that's just really not working for you? 
And it's always so incredible how connected people are to their truth when you ask simple questions like that. And it might be something that seems small. It might be something like, oh, well, you know, we're really focused on external appearances in our family, for example. And that's a portal that allows for deeper exploration. Like, okay, so why do you think an external appearance is so much more dominant or important than the internal flame? And then it can just start a conversation around the why and what's it protecting us from and how might it be functioning to keep us adapting or surviving in our daily life. And from there on, it becomes kind of an exciting rabbit hole of discovery. Yeah, I think you are right, Kate. A lot of people know, and a lot of people say they know but they're not doing anything about it because actually the knowing part, the part that needs to be changed, that part might hurt. So how do you come around really to have that lasting change and to actually make those change when they know it needs to be changed? I always start with regulating the nervous system because real change and growth cannot happen if a person's not feeling safe in a very primal, deep-seated way. So I'll I'll first ask people if they have any tendencies toward anxiety, towards depression, if they have little habits, like maybe they tap their foot all the time. You know, these are little indicators that the nervous system might be wired. I ask about their sleep. I ask about their ability to unplug and rejuvenate, self-care. So we'll kind of start there. And then there are so many amazing methodologies for helping to balance the nervous system. I really like polyvagal theory. If your listeners want to look into that, it's an incredible modality. And we talked a little about anchoring, but Deb Dana wrote a book called Anchored that is in the polyvagal theory realm that could be a really good resource for people. So I start with the nervous system because I understand that that's the base for safety to change change and grow. And once the nervous system is regulated and a person feels like they have the capacity and the bandwidth to do some of the deep inner work, then I have an eclectic library of offerings, many of which I share in my book, where we can kind of pick and choose what feels like the right direction for a person to really explore deeply into what's not working and how they'd like to make that change. Mm, I like that. That's something new to me as well. But I think it's really important to be intentional about that change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think being intentional on many different levels too. So understanding in your mind why you want to make the change. And then when you go about starting to implement implement the change, being really conscious about how it's working for you because there's many different ways to achieve a certain outcome. And so if, for example, you're working on increasing self-esteem, maybe you try one thing and it kind of works, but it doesn't feel great. It's okay. Just try another thing. And that's where coaches and therapists and support groups come in really handy is they can help to resource for you. And they can also build a really safe container for you to process your experience so you don't feel alone. Mm, Beautiful. So living towards your own radiant life, is there a favorite quote that you go by that has helped you live that life? Yeah. So I've got one here on my desk that it's a world of sort of influencers and social media and people who are trying to, you know, make an impact, but sometimes the ego gets in the way. So the quote that I like from Lady Gaga is, I didn't do it for the fame. I did it for the impact. Mm, Yes, yes. So much yes in that. Beautiful. So where else can we find you? 
The hub for all my work is the radiantlifeproject.com and I'm on all the social media sites at the the Radiant Life Project. I love to connect and communicate with my audience, so feel free to be in touch and just grateful to have the conversation. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 